Welcome to our Global Scot podcast series, Past, Present and Future Proofing. In this series, we will hear Global Scots draw on personal learnings from their full and varied careers and learn firsthand how their industry has changed over the years. Global Scots celebrates its 20th anniversary in 2021. Like all of those who are invited to join the network, those we will hear from in this series are recognised experts in their field. So please sit back and enjoy this episode. My name is Kenny Murdoch. I'm a Chief Financial Officer and I'm based in France. I'm involved in a number of community and networks currently. First of all, I'm a proud Global Scot. I'm also recently been appointed as a Governor at the University of Western Scotland, where I help work on the strategy and performance of the University. I'm also a mentor with Everwise, which is a learning and development platform. And with Everwise, what I do is I mentor executives in some of the world's leading companies. I'm also then in day-to-day basis, the Chief Financial Officer of Action, which is a UK-based global energy services company. It's a portfolio company of KKR, one of the largest private equity firms in the world. And I've just joined recently as Action is looking to be one of the leading players in the energy transition going forward. I studied at the University of Western Scotland in Paisley, where I did economics. While I was there, I was a sponsored student with Rolls-Royce, and I spent 12 months with them during an internship. And I started my career once I graduated with Rolls-Royce. And they suggested that for me to have a commercial career, it would be a good idea if I studied accountancy. So I actually studied to be a chartered management accountant with them. That was in the energy sector. They were actually in nuclear submarines for the UK government defence. And in 1992, I joined Schlumberger, and Schlumberger is one of the world's leading oil food services providers. They happened to have two French brothers that started them. My wife is French, and I married my wife just the year before, and I was attracted by a global career, fast-track career around the world in finance and in commercial, and that sort of worked out because with Schlumberger, I was moving every 18 to 24 months, moving through a lot of different roles. At this time in my career, I've lived in nine to 10 different countries. So the move into Schlumberger was fundamental in who I am and uh, all the roles that came after that. My career now spans over uh, 30 years. I've worked mainly in energy, but I've also worked in banking, e-commerce and retail. The particular highlights that I think about are all typically around transformation and turnarounds. One example is with the Schlumberger for the North Sea. And then the other highlight is when I worked as the CFO for Maersk Oil, the oil and gas uh, producer. In Schlumberger 2005 to 2008, I was involved in driving that business forward, you know, from 500 million to 1.5 billion. So very significant growth, very significant profit growth. And that was completely inspired by the development of new technology. It was new drilling technology and innovations for the clients, but also having innovative uh, commercial models. And that was a real game changer for the North Sea, in fact. And when I joined the Maersk Oil, I was appointed as the chief financial officer of the company, also leading a transformation of the company at the time. That really gave me the strategic view across the whole value chain of the energy sector. When you're in service companies, you're working in one specific domain. But at the oil company level, it gave me the full understanding of the full value chain, how it impacted governments, how it impacted countries, how it impacted the people in the countries, because energy sector is absolutely driving the wealth of a country and working in partnerships and collaboration that was very evident to me so how you work in partnerships and collaboration 
that came across in Maersk Oil and everything I've seen from there is about that. How do you work in partnerships, collaborations and get the best out of people that you can work with? During my career, I've seen a lot of uh, change. I mean, over 30 years, I'll keep talking about technology and innovation is the key, unlocking value. I think that is the key to the energy transition. But the developments I've seen in offshore oil and gas, things that were not possible 30 years ago were now possible. So horizontal drilling, you know, drilling six kilometres underground, high pressure, high temperature was not possible. But that technology was developed by service companies, Schlumberger among them, utilised by people like Maersk Oil to unlock reservoirs in Qatar and Al Shaheen. So things that were not thought possible 40, 50 years ago were overseen, were suddenly possible through the technology. And I think you can also see that in uh, digital, how digital is changing. When I started, there were no mobile telephones. I was traveling through Africa, Siberia, Kazakhstan. You know, you had to send an email and somebody may read it eventually, or a fax or a vax. So digital has fundamentally changed how you work in the office, but has also changed how people work offshore and onshore on the technology side. The other thing that I've noticed over my time in the industry is the ability of uh, countries to adapt and change. Countries, for example, who are very strong in the energy sector in oil and gas, such as Norway, Qatar, Malaysia, Singapore and Dubai, who have been in oil and gas, but also in logistics. Over time, they have fundamentally built and changed their countries dramatically. And I think we could, in Scotland, can learn very much by looking at countries who are of a similar size, how they've innovated, taken a risk and worked in collaboration with people and changed the lives of their people in their country. They start with the core that they have strong education, they have strong technology and strong innovation uh, going through. I think Scotland's uh, strength, when I'm abroad, what people say, they're very happy that I'm Scottish, by the way. Whether it's in France or anywhere around the world, there's a huge respect for being Scottish. I often get presented as the chief financial officer from Scotland, so our, our money is safe, right? And it's not because we're being tight, but they, um, so people respect Scotland, they like the work ethic, and they like the, uh, what I would point to is the education and the innovation in technology. When I look to the future, I think the single biggest issue is the energy transition. The time is now. I think COVID has been terrible in terms of health for the people, but it's also been a game changer in the pace of change, the uh, mentality and attitude of uh, governments. So I think the energy transition is not something for tomorrow, it's something for today. And I can see that with all the investors that I'm talking to, that absolutely want the change to happen right now. And in the industry, you've heard me mention about partnerships and collaboration. I think that can be done so much more. Instead of people developing technology, innovative ideas by themselves in their own corner, in their own garage, the best uh, products and projects that I've seen is where people work together. So if you can harness all the technology that's been in the energy sector and oil and gas, point it towards renewables, point the funding which is out there, there's a lot of capital, and point it towards what really matters uh, for society. I think that will be the single biggest thing we can address. But I think we also need to bring the creativity that I've seen in the oil and gas sector over the last 30 years, what has been done in the North Sea, point that creativity and innovation towards the renewables. That will be very important. What excites me about the future within the energy sector is the energy transition. I think now is the time to act. And as a chief financial officer throughout my career, I've taken the decision to act by myself. And the way that I can act is being directly involved in developing the strategy, funding the strategy and improving the performance uh, of the sector. So I, I like the hands-on approach. I don't think if you want to execute, it's better to get involved 
rather than be an armchair critic. So let, let's everyone get involved and do what you can do and use your own skills in the energy uh, transition. For the sector, I'm going to repeat again, it's about innovation and technology. The biggest changes that can come to make offshore wind, onshore, offshore solar economical is going to come through technology and innovation, new ways of working. Using your iPhone was not possible 40 years ago or even imaginable. Now people cannot do without it. So if we have people with creativity, with knowledge, they can bring the changes that are needed uh, going ahead. I also think the industry has to be very agile. You know, what we're seeing with COVID, but traditionally it's an industry which has uh, highs and lows. So you need to be able to adapt to that change and you need to be able to work on a global scale. You know, social media is there. So everybody's watching you every single day. But we need to adapt if you're working in projects. I work in projects every day from Brazil to Angola to Argentina to Malaysia to Russia. That is a typical day for me. So you need to be able to work with global teams, build and motivate global teams, but also embrace the diversity that are in those teams and in the projects and see how you can deliver the best uh, that you can. The other thought that I had around challenges going ahead for the sector is funding the growth. I mean, people want to make the energy transition today, but I think we need to be very practical rather than idealistic. It's not possible unless people would like the choice to turn off the lights today. If you want to turn off oil and gas today, we can turn off the lights. That is not practical. So we need to think and be mindful about how we're going to make the energy transition. And I believe we should also consider the different pace of the change. In Europe, there's one pace. In USA, there's one pace. But also on a global scale, you have the Middle East, you have Saudi and Qatar, very oil-dependent countries. You also have the growth in Africa, in Southeast Asia, India and China. So the transition is not going to go at the same pace or the same development all around the world. There's going to be phase one, phase two, phase three. And we need to be mindful of that and adapt to that and bring the resources uh, to these different global situations. I was attracted to the Global Scott Networks because it's where I come from. I'm a proud Scot. My dad worked at Govan Shipbuilders during the day and he worked at the Victoria Hospital at night on the reception desk. So I know, and I come from a working class community in Scotland. I've traveled the world and I would like to give back and share my knowledge with, uh, with others and try and help them on their globalization their journey. When I think about a Scottish businesses wanting to make an impact worldwide in the energy sector or any sector, embrace diversity. Embrace the differences that are out there. Build communities and networks. Relationships are everything. They are the key. Listen and engage with others. Don't be scared if you don't know how to work in Angola or Saudi Arabia or Qatar or Pakistan. Other people know how to do it. They've done it before. So embrace that. And when you go to the countries, don't try and change their culture. Listen to them, understand, and use it as a positive tool for growth. We hope you've enjoyed this episode in our Global Scott podcast series. If you'd like to find out more about the Global Scott Network, you can visit us at www.globalscott.com.